Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John, Pastor Kenny, and I talk about public speaking that's not Sunday morning preaching and how that differs from the preaching moment. We also dig into week three in our series, Won't You Be My Neighbor? We hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, welcome back to Armchair Preaching. This is episode number 25, and glad to be back in the armchairs with Pastor Kenny, Pastor John. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Yeah, good to be here. So today, um, we continue in our series, Won't You Be My Neighbor? This is uh, week number three in that series. Um, but, but, but to kick things off today, I wanted to talk through about, um, we, we talked about the difference between preaching and public speaking before, but we've really dived into it from the standpoint of how how preaching is different than a, what a public speaker does. Like they have that they have a, they have one speech or they have one set of speeches. We have to come up with something every week. But when you have had to do um, public speaking or or even even speaking in the church that's not technically preaching, whether it's a wedding or a funeral, how do you guys approach those moments? Or do you have like a specific story about a time where you're like, oh wait, I have to really think through this differently than a norm than the normal cadence of preaching. Mm. Uh, what, what 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 about you, John? How, how I was did you just thinking of it, when you said that. I was just thinking about a time I was invited to speak to a college class, um, and uh, it was about family, and for some I don't know how I got invited to, but I was going to talk about f- family through the eyes of faith. You know how God sees and thinks about family, and I know they they always did an evaluation at the end, and one of the evaluations at the end is I, I sounded like a preacher who was trying to be who was in a, in, a, in a class so it's where I didn't make the the transition to I'm here to teach something and talk about sure. something and it sounded more like I was preaching a sermon even though the work that I had done came out of study mm-hmm. and I hadn't even preached a sermon on that it just still felt like I was so that was an example of how not to to do it I how was just not really, to do it how not it was more like it sounded more like a you know this is thus saith the Lord type of thing mm-hmm. um, I think more more than anything the when, when I go to those events now weddings and funerals are, are a little different because I do think of them can categorically the same way I think about weekly worship and that yeah. is that it is a different way and a different occasion for it but it's still uh, at its core it is worshiping God uh, in yeah. in moments like weddings and you know establishing covenants and and saying goodbye to family but I think for other other things I just I always want to know what is this thing and it did remind me, you talked this week, Kenny, about Simon Sinek and his uh, start with why concept. It's like, yeah. why, what is this thing? What is the core thing here? So once I have that in my mind, then I can shape the talk accordingly. And then I know what to do with it. And so if yeah. it's an invocation, for example, what is it that what is it I'm asking for when I pray yeah. before a county commission or city commission? What is the thing I'm trying to do? If I'm if I'm speaking at a school when I when I've done it well, uh, yeah, you know what is what am I trying, what am I supposed to be doing here? I'm supposed to be teaching on something that is a, an idea that people are looking for. So yeah, I, that's the first thing I think about is what is this thing? Yeah, and let me fit my talk to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Kenny, you've actually reminded me that you spent a semester, have spent a semester at Southeastern teaching uh, uh, mm-hmm. classes there. So how have you kind of approached those sort of moments that are outside the regular context of a Sunday worship or a regular Bible study type thing? Yeah, I think John's. I think John's point uh, carries over here as well because you, you're ultimately trying to ask the question: 
what's what's the best way to serve this audience or this group of people? And so in that case, it's a it's a room of of uh, college students who are taking this class. There are certain objectives that are already set by the school in terms of what's the curriculum goals for the class and so forth. And so some of that's already dictated, but um, you, you can adapt it a little bit. And so in, in that case, um, I, I, I actually tend, I feel like I'm more naturally gifted to, to teach interactive Bible studies. Yeah. Like, I think I'm much better at that than I am at preaching. So for me, that comes very naturally to be, to, to adapt to that type of a college classroom setting that's a little bit more conversational, a little bit more back and forth. Um, and I think that's also what was more interesting for the students. So in, yeah. that, in that case, it was the, the context dictated everything, and that context happened to be a little bit better suited to, to my gifts and natural leanings and that yeah. sort of a thing. Yeah. Would it have been different if you were sitting in one of the big halls with with 300 students up there and it wasn't back and forth, it was just you giving yeah, it probably a, would giving have been. a lecture? It probably would have been. These classes were all small enough that it yeah. could be two-way discussion-oriented, and that's not the case with preaching settings oftentimes yeah. or... Uh, large group gatherings where you are a speaker who yeah. you're, you're, you have 20 minutes or 30 minutes to deliver some kind of a message. But I still think at the, at the end of the day, it's always going to be about what is this audience need from me? And what's yeah. the best way to serve them? And then if you're, if you're, and then you just adapt, if that becomes the most important question, you just adapt because a wedding or a funeral, even though those are worship services and we ultimately want to honor and please God, there's also a family yeah. who's experiencing something profound, whether it's a death or a, a wedding. And yeah. so you're still, you factor, that that all gets factored into, I want to make this very special or meaningful or helpful mm. to them. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and it is, you know, we talk about, what in our context, weddings, funerals, they're worship services, but it is something different than a Sunday sermon, right? You One, one there's always a, a much more limited time. Um, I, I remember a, I was at a wedding, and it wasn't one that I was a part of. But the 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 officiating pastor got up, and I'm no, not kidding. It was 30 minutes of preaching, like a Sunday service, like right in the middle of that. And I just felt the wrongness of the that. wrongness of that. Um, not that what he it was, just, you know, all what were the message wasn't wrong. It's yeah, just, it was the just, context was yeah. wrong for that. I mean, yeah. we had it was it was a big wedding. It was three hundred people, but I'm thinking, you've got at that point it was like seven bridesmaids and seven groomsmen and a and a and a, and a bride and a groom standing through that whole thirty minutes and yeah. thinking. It don't matter how good that sermon is. That's a long time. That's a, to stand that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is I started thinking about. Uh, I was looking at uh, we we had session meeting last night, and I was looking at the docket uh, earlier yesterday, and then looking at all the people since um, the beginning of last month in December that we had lost, and how many funerals we've had to do, and then we have a, a funeral for a, a fairly substantial member of the community um, coming up this this weekend, and I I looked at all the kind of the the clubs that he was a part of, the civic organizations, Rotary Club and Chamber, and thinking about all those times that I've had to go to some of those places and do invocations, and just thinking through. There's a different mentality there, mm-hmm. and it all, you've both mm-hmm. said it, it all has to do with context and audience, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I did, um, uh, about three years ago, I, I did the invocation at the Chamber, um, the Chamber of Commerce here. It's a you know, fairly large event. It's where they give away the biggest, you know, these big awards or whatever. And I remember right before I got up to do the invocation, and this is not, this is not my 
not where I, you know, it's not normal, right? It's not what you do all the time. You don't do this every day. You don't do this every week. Maybe once a month or every other month you do an invocation or you do something for a group. And I'll remember, I n- never forget the, the, the chamber president who was a member of our church. He said, oh, you got to say something about this, this civic leader that just died the day before. And I, like... In your prayer. Yeah. No, before the prayer. Like I oh, do okay. a little... A little like a little eulogy, like, uh, and and it was like thirty minutes before the thing. I'm like, I, and I've never met the guy, so you're doing like a little mini, teeny tiny sermonette. I'm thinking, oh my gosh! So you have to kind of go into the mode of, okay, I'm still the thing that hasn't changed, even though the context and the audience is different. The thing that hasn't changed is I'm still here as a servant of Jesus Christ, but I'm in a different setting, yeah. and I had to kind of go into it and say, okay, Lord. You are you are concerned about this event right here, and concerned about you being represented in this in this yeah. moment. So I'm giving this to you. I got the notes that he just gave me about this person's life. Thankfully, the name was easy to pronounce. I didn't have like it wasn't. <laughs> I was worried about that. Yeah, he it was, just, yeah. it was very easy, but um, you have to go and say, well, what's what is different is the context and the audience, but what's the same is we're still representatives of Jesus Christ, and we're still yeah. wearing. Um, that mantle, um, and that's why we're usually wherever we are. You know, that's why we are. I will we say are. that as a as a pastor, though, with that in mind, with, as a pastor to be invited to the uh, to do an invocation to hear to say that a group like a Rotary or or a, a you know a city commission or whatever mm-hmm. wants to have a pastor, yeah, give speak some words of of invocation, invoking yeah. the presence of God in there. That's the, the, you know that alone speaks. You know, I think about that when I beforehand. Yeah. Like they, they want this. Yeah. Now, I know mm-hmm. not, not everybody wants this, mm-hmm. but you know they, they've decided that this is something that, that they would want. And, and it, you feel a sense of privilege in that. And then you do think, okay, then I to do this now. How can I do this in a way that mm-hmm. recognizes that people are in different places, and mm-hmm. but also it does indeed invoke God to do something. Yeah. I think that's a it's it, you do think I I think a lot more about those now that we're having this conversation. I think a lot more about what I'm going to say. Yeah. In those mm-hmm. settings, then I then I might you know from sitting down at a in anywhere else and just have a prayer. Yeah, with a group of Christians, you know, I got people all over the map, spiritually, including sure. non Christians. Yeah, what am I going to say now? Well, yeah. because I think the, the the because the the negative example of this would be if you took that opportunity to not be thoughtful. How do I how do I invoke the presence of God? Be a witness to Christ and serve this. Be authentic this to who I am. But the uh, the negative example would be, what if you then said, well, I'm going to hijack yeah. the opportunity to what I think they need, yeah. to what I think they ought to, they ought, what ought to be said, and your yeah. prayer goes on for 10 minutes and starts calling people out on sin yeah. or making political statements in your prayer. You've, you've no longer a servant. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's where that's where any of those opportunities, whether it's the the wedding where the guy preaches too long because yeah. he's made it about something other than he, he he's missed on one of those sides. Yeah, thoughtfulness about who you're serving or what the opportunity that God's given you is. If you if you err, I think that that's where it's unhelpful to people. You probably don't get invited back. By the way, well, you violate the trust, right? I mean, <laughs> violate yeah, trust. you they violate the trust you because to, they to balance that. You know, we have a lot of those banquets here at, at FPC, and so I've, I've done quite a few of them, and you're right. I think, I, I mean, I do research to do that 
30 seconds. How was that your one? You did it, the you did one I did the Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. I get online. I start whatever the group is. If I'm not fully aware, I get something. I try to pull out lang- pull out the language that they use and and say, well, this you know this is Salvation Army is easy because it's a Christian organization, right? But there's some that are not explicitly Christian organizations. Um, I or remember we are you just not aware? Or you don't or, know much y- about them? Yeah, or the yeah, they're, the people are there. Like we 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 they're the volunteers and service to the elderly, the Visti has their annual, annual banquet here. I've done their invocation a couple of times. And it's a civic organization. It's run by Christians, um, very, very strong Christians, but the organization itself is, is it's, a, it's a secular, charitable organization. But still, you highlight something about Jesus Christ that's reflected in their, in their, their, their DNA. And, uh, but you only have, you know, such a short window. You have like this, you know, two minutes that you can really welcome them, be hospitable, and then, like you said, invoke the presence of, of God at that place. And it is a privilege. It really yeah. is. In all of those cases, funerals, right. weddings, invocations, civic things, if you're getting invited to, to teach at a, at a school or, or do a, a mm-hmm. professorship for a while, I mean, those are all very, those are privileges that we, I think none of us, we don't take it lightly, you know. And but I think to your original point, the original question, it, it is a different animal. It is. Than what we do on, on yeah. Sunday morning. It's Sunday very it's different, different Because that is yeah. flat out in the context of the yeah. biggest thing you do publicly as a church in the worship services, and it's very specific, especially as we the, the we think about worship and what and preaching, what preaching is. Yeah. It is the word expounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? and, and it's yeah. the centerpiece of... And that probably wouldn't go over well in an education <laughs> or, yeah. or wherever no, these no, other no, settings. No, 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 yeah. definitely not. Well, and that brings us to this week. You know, this was week number three. Um, Won't you be my neighbor? And and like I teased it out a little bit last week. This is about you know kind of one of our favorite topics. It's the food you know conversation. And you guys both uh, coming out of the gospel, Luke, and talking about wedding feasts. And um, I thought interchanged a lot of those stories really well. I was a little, I was really curious to to see how you were going to. That was a lot of material to pack yeah, in. Yeah. Um, Kenny was in our Vine service. John was in our classic service this week, and and a lot of material. So I'm gonna kick it off with you, Kenny. What were the what were the big kind of challenges that you were trying to get across? Because it seems like at the end of the day, um, if people didn't hear the message, really the 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 call to action and the bottom line is there's power when we break bread with mm-hmm. our neighbors. And and again, broad definition of what neighbor is, but what was the challenge in go- taking that simple message, that simple kind of thought process, but then digging from Scripture what, what needed to be dug out? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the two big challenges that I, that I faced last week was, one, um, in that in the the passage of Luke 14, you it almost has like three movements or three epis uh, kind of scenes. So the first one is where he, he's addressing all the guests because they're they're picking the places of honor. Yeah, and he goes after the issue of humility, which John spent a lot more time on that than I did. Yeah, um, which was important, and so that's why it was tempting for me. I was like, oh, I really want to spend a lot of time on that too. But then the second piece was when then he addresses the host about well. Um, and my takeaway was Jesus loves parties. He yeah. thinks parties are yeah, a great idea. Yeah. He just is going after the kind of parties and the motive behind parties or dinner gatherings, and which is where he challenges them to invite the kind of the outcasts and the people who don't typically get invited. And then you jump to the third piece, which is this gigantic um, kind of salvet got this parable about the, the 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 guy who hosts the big banquet is the 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 analogy of, of God inviting us to the table of salvation yeah. and then pointing all the way to eternity. 
So I was like, man, where do you land? And so I tended, I, I decided to focus more on the middle section, yeah. the challenge to the host and trying to draw out um, that the parties and, and opportunities to eat together really are important to Jesus, and, yeah. and He wants us to use that strategically. Yeah. And the second piece was, the second challenge was not choosing not to go anywhere else in the New Testament to try to draw that out, because I'd sent even John some passages in First Peter 4 and Romans 12, they're all about yeah. being hospitable and the practice of the early church, yeah. and it yeah. was like, I just don't have time, I can't get to it, so I, had I, about, I had about four or five places yeah. like that that I deleted out of my notes. Sure. Yeah, you just I mean, couldn't get to it. I can't you get, can't get to I can't, it. You know, all, if so, I'm going to yeah. develop this and I'm going to develop that, I can't get to those. Yeah. Well, and that's and 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 this is where you have to think about the series, right? And we we've I think every preacher has joked you could do a whole series on you know this one message, right? And you could, and that would be a great series. But that's not the purpose of what we're trying to do because it is a building process. Mm-hmm. So, um, John, when you're looking at the passages, what were the what were the hurdles? I mean, you you did cover a little bit more on that the first movement, mm-hmm. um, and then the third movement. So, what were the challenges that you felt like you faced this week? Um, one of the, uh, for me, the challenge. First of all, I would say I've just come from lunch and had a conversation with a guy who was talking about this series, and he said one of the things he loves about this series is that. Um, is that the, it is about um, the, the, the engagement with the individual. Yeah. The, the series is asking us to engage with the individual in a relation, relational way, an authentic relational way. And he says, I'm getting that out of the series. And he said, I think it's very healthy for us as, as, as a church. And so, yeah. mm-hmm. so part of what the challenge for this is, okay, I'm, I'm looking at Jesus challenges, challenging the, the, the guests who are seating and you know, putting themselves in prominent positions. I'm looking at the host who is being called out on his motivations. Yeah. And I said, and so I'm like, what do I, how do we, how do we land this? The challenge for me is how do you land this mm-hmm. in a way that is practical? And I think Kenny did a better job of, of making, making it clear. And I think I did a better job at the second classic service, which didn't get recorded, yeah. of making it clear uh, <laughs> that it's okay to have parties with your friends. Yeah. He, Jesus is not anti-party with your friends. No. He's just saying that there, that there's a world of people out there who are hurting. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and God looks at that with great favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what he wanted to elevate, particularly in that context. So just trying to, link, to connect that idea yeah. of, with the host with, okay, we've got a congregation full of people. What are we going to do with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. even though we had the, you had the little insert, the reminder to do something really practical with it, it's like, uh, it's how, how well do we do at making this mm-hmm. really, really practical for someone that, took, that can actually do it? Yeah. I mean, I'm even finding, I don't know about you, I'm finding myself thinking, I, I think I'm gonna bring cookies over to that neighbor across the street yeah. there, and just yeah. to, just to engage yeah, no. with them, and that'll be my breaking a, that kind of thing. Yeah. And what am I gonna do? Is another word. Yeah, I, I think this whole series has been more of a challenge to me than almost anything because it's it's all about getting outside of. I mean, you know, we we work in church world, and so yeah. we we rarely uh, directly interact with unbelievers. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be even more strategic, I think, to set those opportunities up. So I thought the same thing. You know, I left that on Sunday. And, and just talk to Jenny about, man, babe, how, you know, what are we going to do differently? Who, who, who's that your invited card meant for us? And so we start thinking about some of our neighbors in our neighborhood, but then other couples that we know that we've always said, oh, we need to get together with them and we just yeah. haven't executed yet. So yeah. it's been challenging, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, and that, I think, I think it goes back to our last, last week's kind of message and, and one of the, the calls to action is that prayer thing. And, you know, Kenny, you talked about it last week. Sometimes it's just praying for the opportunities, right? I, I mm-hmm. came away last week going, I, I need to pray more for more opportunities to enact this. And a couple of 
couple of opportunities are starting to present themselves in, in places. One is, is the neighborhood that I kind of chose for my for ourselves. You know, we have a, a neighborhood school, and there's some opportunities that are starting to that I wasn't really looking for before, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other is really even just today. As soon we got an email just moments ago about a guy who came into the church and and was asking about belief, want to talk to a pastor. I'm thinking, and immediately I thought this is. An, this could be an answer to prayer, and what am I going to mm-hmm. do to step into that and and yeah. say I don't know this guy, I don't know where he's from, I don't know what his background is, but okay, what are the steps in mm-hmm. developing? Because uh, normally my my instinct would be I'm just going to answer his question and get the heck out of there, right? I'm going <laughs> to give him the, but now I'm thinking more. Okay, this may be an opportunity to develop relationship, and and what are the steps in that? In this series, us just talking through it mm-hmm. is given some steps. That I always knew were there, but now it's that it's the immediate reminder that okay, we have to take steps. I hope that the congregation is getting that out of this. Is that because if we're if we're feeling it, I mean, we, we know that, that tension is there for us. I hope the congregation is getting it as well. And I love how Brian was talking about it last week. Brian yeah. Morgan, who spoke last week, was here, and he's he was saying that uh, he's he's praying that God will give him the opportunity, for, like you were saying, Zach. For spiritual to have a spiritual conversation, like the yeah. the woman at the de- the deli mm-hmm. counter, yeah, just that God would give us an opportunity to have a spiritual mm-hmm. conversation. If that comes, if that alone comes out of this uh, eight week series that we're in huge. for everybody here, it's huge, a it huge. is a yeah, it's a huge win, huge yeah, win. Sure. Well, and and again, that you know, every single one of the steps that we've talked about so far the last three weeks. Um, I think any one of those steps could yield those kinds of results, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that the whether it's just it's just thinking about who who the neighbor is gets you t- to be more aware of the people around you, right? Um, then the prayer piece gets you aware that there needs to be something that happens with those. And and this past week's was okay. Here's a practical thing that you can do, which is pretty. Um, on the surface, it seems pretty low um, low risk, right? I mean, and Kenny, you—I thought one of the things that you did was really gave some a lot of examples of what having a meal with person could look like. It could be going to coffee. It could be you—you you, you jump on the cultural moment. Next week's a, this Sunday coming up is the Super Bowl, dude. If you weren't planning a Super Bowl party for this Sunday, you got every spiritual reason to plan one. Yeah, now you can. Yeah, <laughs> and feel like you're doing a good Christian thing doing yeah. it right. And then, and then, as long as you do the the work that we talked about, is opening the door. So, mm-hmm. um, I think so that's. I mean, you, can you watch the halftime show? Though you have to stop and do a Bible study. Then yeah, yeah, it requires do? discernment. On yeah, sermon think sermon goes there. <laughs> yeah, we need to preach a week on discernment. Talk about hijacking the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me, guys, about the the role. One one of the things you both did, and and Kenny, you mentioned it. John kind of elevated this a little bit more, but both of you, in, in some respects, talked about the humility piece. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. when I started thinking, when both of you, I heard both sermons, I you started going down that road, I'm like, how is this connecting to eating with that? Because I knew where it was going, yeah. but then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, it does, but talk to me, Kenny, first about the the idea of what it what the humility piece means for breaking bread, sharing a meal, sharing those moments with, with your neighbor. Well, the, t- the two ways that I thought about it, even though I don't think, because I didn't spend as much time there, neither one of these got mentioned in the sermon, but when I was looking at the passage, I thought, well, the one is... The, the the way our culture has changed so much that most of the meals or group, the bigger size meals that we're at um, oftentimes are networking or social events where it's so easy to think, 
how do I use this event to promote myself, build bridges, make mm-hmm. context, um, further my particular agenda or vision, or whatever. So I thought, well, that's the opposite of what we want to try to do. Yeah. So we want to try to set up um, dinner situations or meal situations where that's not the agenda or the goal. Yeah. But then if you do, if you just generally become a more humble person. Uh, I like how C.S. Lewis talks about that that real humility is just uh, the ability to forget yourself. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to host something at your house, mm-hmm. what a great quality to have is you forget you yeah. and make yeah. it all about the other person, yeah. which is what the Larry, that's what I was trying to do with the Larry and Carol illustration yeah. opening up because it had been so crazy for me to be at the receiving end of that for a whole week when somebody made it all about me. And on their... 50th. On their fiftieth, that's that so crazy. 50th anniversary, still. but that, but that was humility. So yeah. I could have brought that out. I could have just said yeah. that was that they they modeled humility, the ability to to not think about themselves, but to put me at the center. And if yeah. we and if we're going to set up these kind of environments, it requires humility in us to make it about them. Stop making it about us. Yeah, yeah. So. John, what? And I think something very similar is just, yeah. is, is that it's 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 hard to think about uh, being in a in a in a social setting around a meal. Yeah. And and having that that connection with the person who's at that table with you, if all you want to talk about is you, yeah, your prominence, your position, your status, your power, what you know, whatever it is, and whether it's talking about it or just emanating it, yeah, you know. But you know, and I do like that. It's it's not that we think less of ourselves, it's that we think of ourselves less. Yeah, we think yeah. of ourselves less. And so so if we think of ourselves less and think of the other, so that's that I think was the pl- the point of the mm-hmm. of the hey sit in the, in the lower position. Yeah. I think that's the point of the the whole meekness language in in general is just, yeah. is that. You know, it's if, if it's the posture that allows us to think of the other person, yeah, uh, more yeah. frequently. Yeah, and and I I also thought, John, you you pulled this out somewhat in your message too, especially as you're focusing in on on the the host side of the the parable. It's um, who are you inviting to the table, right? It's not just the easy, attractive. It's and and you did this too, Kenny, really too, like really it's. It's the person that doesn't have anybody to eat with. It's the old kind of adage of when you go to the cafeteria, you see the kid that's sitting by themselves. And you talked about it with Coop, right? I mean, that what a what a great kind of reminder of um, the opportunity, but the opportunities that you have when you're a teenager. But those opportunities still exist. Yeah. As adults, we just tend to uh, choose not to see them. I think mm-hmm. more often than not, we tend mm-hmm. to choose not to, which which means we can choose the opposite as well. Absolutely, yeah, if we choose not to do that, we we can say no, no, that's not how I want to be. We can I, I can choose to walk across the room in the cafeteria, yeah, and sit next to that other person, mm-hmm. yeah, and enter into the awkward conversation of hey, is anyone sitting here? I mean, r- room full of empty seats, but you're by yourself. Can I sit down and and yeah. just get to know you? I mean. But that I think yeah. that was I think those are that's a that's it takes a humility a bravery and a humility to do that right mm-hmm. to say this is a person that that I need to spend time with so yeah. um, great great uh, third week in the in the series um, and we're headed into kind of the the meat of this series right now that the center kind of mode not that these are more or less important than the other ones but we're in that that center section and and uh, this Sunday we have. Uh, Pastor John in the Vine service, mm-hmm. and Pastor Kenny's going to be in classic, right, this yep. week? And, uh, so Pastor we, no, Zach is going to be writing. 
I'm gonna right? I'm finishing. I'm finishing. finishing. I'm very close to finishing my paper on C.S. Lewis, as you mentioned. There and, we go. and uh, so now I gotta throw that quote in there just to right. I'm gonna, but now I have to credit Kenny because I can't remember what I, <laughs> I have heard that one before. But anyway, uh, it's gonna be a fun fun Sunday and uh, we look forward to everybody. And and listen, it is Super Bowl Sunday this Sunday. So if you haven't taken the step of inviting someone to a meal throw a party right i mean this is what this is what we can do throw a party and if you're really bold invite yourself to a party yeah (laughs) to somebody else's party (laughs) invite yourself to (laughs) someone else's party that's right right. i'm coming to your house kenny that's right yeah we're gonna have a party at kenny's house he just doesn't know it yet right (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) well thanks guys and if anyone has missed uh, the sermons from this past sunday check it out on fpclakeland.org or you can check out the youtube page um um, search for FPC Lakeland. Um, if you've missed any one of our armchair preaching episodes, you can check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. And uh, so you can get notified when any one of those uh, podcasts is available. Kenny, John, thank you guys for hanging out again today. See you next week. And uh, we'll here. see everybody, guys, uh, everyone next week. Thank you.